Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holgren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, if you didn't get a chance to check out uh, last week's or to listen to last week's episode, we talked a lot about uh, inflammation. And inflammation is a topic that actually crosses over to our topic for today. And our topic for today is really brain fog. And I have so many patients who ask me uh, what they can do about their brain fog, why they have brain fog, and, you know, just basically overall, um, you know, things that, that they can do lifestyle, you know, things that they can change in their lifestyle, et cetera, to make a difference here. And so I wanted to start off, um, first of all, just by talking a little bit about brain fog. What is it exactly? What are people talking about when they say this? And it's basically just this sensation or this feeling that your brain is just not working quite as well as it normally does. Sometimes you'll hear, you know, people say that they've got mommy brain, maybe they just had a baby, uh, you know, or they've got COVID brain. You've heard that one because they just got over COVID. And they can just tell that they are not thinking as clearly as they used to. And so sometimes um, when you look at what is that, why why does that happen? Uh, and certainly COVID has been a big, big part of this. Uh, you know, I have patients who who frequently will 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 say that, you know, this started after COVID COVID. And I'll I'll share with you a little bit later what I recommend for them to do uh, that that definitely will make a difference for them. Uh, but when we look at what is causing this brain fog, why do our why is it that our brain does this? And basically, it's it's typically because there's some sort of injury, and we're going to talk about different types of injuries that can happen. And typically, when you think about brain injury, you think, oh, well, I fell down and I hit my head, I got a concussion. That's one that we all know about, right? But there's more than just that type of brain injury. We also have brain injuries um, that can be caused, for example, from from infections, whether that be a virus or even a bacterial infection. Those can have a significant negative impact on our brain, on the health of our brain. Uh, And then also, in addition to that, we know that poor diet, that highly processed diet, you guys know that I'm constantly talking about the importance of of eating a whole food, nutrient-dense, clean diet, get away from the foods that come from a bag, a box, or a drive-through window. And basically, the diet that is what I call a dirty diet, uh, and it's dirty because it has so many chemicals in it, many of those chemicals are uh, you know, neurotoxins, if you will. Um, they're excitatory chemicals uh, that have an impact on the brain and just cause the brain to not function as well as it normally uh, would. So, so this is what's happening. When you look at how our brain functions and, and, you know, there's something called neuroplasticity. Um, There's also cell to cell communication and, and there are, you know, millions and millions of cells in the brain and they actually communicate with each other, sending signals, sending messages. Well, when we're not eating the right foods or when we've had a virus, we've had an illness, whatever, suddenly things get a little gunked up, a little foggy. Okay. And you feel like you're walking around with your head kind of in the clouds, so to speak. And you just cannot maybe recall things as quickly as you once did. 
You cannot process things as quickly. And it certainly can have an impact on productivity. It can have an impact on, you know, our ability to do our job uh, and can can definitely be a huge negative impact. Uh, if you are the person who is, for example, reading something and you feel like, oh my gosh, I've just read that thing 10 times and I have no idea what I read. Okay. Well, that would be a good example of this. Okay. Because you know how to read and you should be able to read something and know what it was that you read. Even if you don't understand fully what it's about, you should be able to tell us some of that. And so if, if you feel like, no, I can't, then again, this applies to you. All right. So what are some of the things that we can do to have a positive impact and to basically get rid of this brain fog. And, you know, I'm looking at mainly the things that have to do with diet, the things that have to do with viruses, um, illnesses, uh, and then also injuries. Uh, But also you could put into that category, we have an awful lot of patients who are struggling with Alzheimer's, who are struggling with dementia, who are struggling with issues like that. And I think that those are becoming more and more recognizable uh, or more and more talked about. Uh, in, you know, in society and so forth. And so, you know, a lot of these things actually, you know, make a difference there as well. Uh, So the first thing is to support the brain, okay? And to think about your brain as, as an organ that needs support. Most of us don't really think about our brain health. We think about our heart health, we think about, you know, the the health of other organs in our body, maybe liver health uh, or kidney health or whatever, but we don't really think about brain health. And so to, to start, a good starting point is to basically, um, you know, be able to, to think about it and to say, okay, you know what, this basically needs to be addressed as well. And generally speaking, the good news is anything that's anti-inflammatory, um, you know, for the body, for the blood vessel, when you look at, you know, hypertension and, and just blood vessels and blood vessel disease, anything that's anti-inflammatory there is also going to be anti-inflammatory for the brain. Okay, so if it's anti-inflammatory for the gut, it's going to be anti-inflammatory for the brain. It's going to make a difference there as well. So supporting the brain, some supplements that I like to use that I recommend Um, The first one is omega-3s, omega-3 essential fatty acid. Now, it's super important when you look at omega-3s, it's got to be clean. You don't want, um, you know, something that's processed. For example, sometimes people will get, you know, a fish oil that maybe it's got mercury in it. You know, we we want a super clean omega-3 that is certified organic, that is clean. And when you look at an omega-3, like a fish oil type of omega-3, it should not be rancid. You should not be burping or belching up a fish flavor. If you are, there's something wrong with the product. Okay. It's not a good product. Uh, It's, you know, it's rancid, it's expired, whatever. Some people will go the vegan option, which would be a plant-based vegan omega-3. Those are fantastic uh, as well. And oftentimes those are made from flax seeds. Sometimes people just incorporate foods. Uh, But also, uh, you know, again, omega-3 is important. I usually recommend about a thousand milligrams a day. And, uh, you know, when, when people have something that they're recovering from, it's not uncommon for me to recommend increasing it to a thousand milligrams twice a day. So post COVID, I've had a lot of my patients who have increased omega-3s to a thousand milligrams, uh, twice daily. 
this whole category of supplements uh, that are, you know, looked at for cognitive health uh, are actually something called nootropics, um, which is a fairly new, I would say probably in the last five years, uh, classification of supplements or um, herbs, if you will, that basically have been uh, shown to have a positive impact on cognitive abilities. And so omega-3 would fall into that category. Another huge one would be phosphatidylserine. And uh, I'm a big fan of phosphatidylserine. If you looked up nootropics and you looked up the, the top 10 nootropics that are available in the market, they would list phosphatidylserine as number one. And the reason is that there have been some good studies with this, uh, so much so that it is recommended uh, and um, you know in, in medicine. And uh, I know there was a decent study that came out, um, you know, uh, I believe in 2020 regarding phosphatidylserine specifically. Uh, but basically, phosphatidylserine uh, is is something that helps with uh, glutamate and glutathione balances, okay? Uh, so it can make a difference there. And typically people are going to use, most products will have 100 milligrams daily of phosphatidylserine, but certainly some people will go up. I know that the safety uh, profile on it, when you look at what amount is okay to take, um, some people will go as high as 200 milligrams, uh, you know, three times a day. So, so we see that and that can really help with the, with cell cycle signaling, um, which basically helps cells to know, um, you know, how they're supposed to function, if you will. So that's one that is is huge. Uh, another one that I really like is NAC. Uh, NAC, uh, oftentimes called NAC or N-acetylcysteine, okay, is absolutely an incredible supplement. And NAC um, basically helps to boost brain health. And um, again, this is something that will help regulate glutamate uh, as well as glutathione. And sometimes when we look at Alzheimer's, you know, patients or we look at what's going on in their brain, sometimes the, the glutamate is not being processed properly. Glutamate, we have a high concentration of that in the brain. So NAC can really help make a difference here. Uh, but also, in addition, NAC helps to boost glutathione, which is our most potent antioxidant. So then you're getting like a really nice uh, detoxification uh, going from that as well. So I'm a big fan of um, NAC. It's it's great for so many other things as well. And uh, certainly a lot of people have also incorporated it, uh, even from the standpoint of looking at mood uh, and, you know, just having issues um, with, um, you know, for example, uh, it's sometimes used if if somebody maybe has obsessive co compulsive disorder. So certain mood disorders have used have been able to use NAC um, successfully. Uh, you know there are several other uses for NAC uh, in addition, but today we are focusing on the brain and how to uh, you know utilize it there. So the dosage there is usually anywhere from sixteen hundred to eight. 1,500 milligrams a day. And I typically take 600 milligrams of NAC daily. Uh, when I did have COVID, I actually increased that to three times a day. Um, some other supplements that are great for the brain that the brain just really um, functions well or runs well on B vitamins. B vitamins are really important for brain function. Um, there's a neurologist that I've probably quoted before, Dr. David uh, Perlmutter, and he's, he's in Naples, Florida. Uh, he wrote The Better Brain Book, which is a great book on just 
cognitive abilities and how to support your brain and how to, you know, keep your brain healthy. And he talks a lot about B vitamins. Um, L-theanine would also make it to that list. Uh, and you'll see that in a lot of supplements as well. Uh, vitamin E, ginkgo biloba, ginseng. Ginseng is really great for focus and the ability to um, uh, concentrate. Uh, curcumin, which is also turmeric. Um, again, remember I said anything that has an anti-inflammatory component within the body is typically going to be great for the brain. Uh, also, you know, we have to add to that list probiotics, okay? Probiotics. Um, there's this whole gut-brain connection and there's this whole group that studies the microbiome and the effect that it has, you know, on the brain. Uh, and, you know, the, the you know, correcting or, or, you know, helping your gut, healing your gut is always a great place to start when it comes to brain health. And, you know, I love the fact that they're making all of these connections and seeing that there is uh, such an overlay between the microbiome and how the brain functions. Uh, some people have even gone as far as to call, um, you know, Alzheimer's in a sense, sort of like a type of diabetes in the brain you know, too much, um, you know, basically an insulin resistance kind of phenomenon going on, uh, a lot of sugar, you know, that, that basically has a, a negative impact on the overall health of the brain. Uh, and then caffeine, you know, caffeine has to make it to the list and caffeine sometimes gets a bad rap. But if you are having trouble focusing, uh, caffeine actually can, a little bit of caffeine can make a difference there as well. Uh, and then I think it's also important to to talk about some mental exercises. It is good for your brain to work, okay? Just like exercising your body, it is also good for your brain to work. It is good to force yourself to learn something new. So if there's a hobby, something that you've always wanted to pick up, something that you've wanted to learn, but maybe you just haven't had the time or, you know, the money in the past or whatever, you know, maybe this is a good time to think about learning something new. Uh, there are also, of course, a lot of great uh, puzzles, card games, just things that make you think, things that that force you to think. Math is a great, uh, you know, brain teaser, if you will, that you basically have to to actually apply something and, uh, you know, and, and, and think uh, to be able to do math. So lots of things that we can do. But again, it starts if you said, what's the number one thing? Pick one. What's the number one thing? The number one thing to me is actually the diet. And it is just cleaning up, moving to, toward a whole food, nutrient-dense, clean diet that is supporting your entire body. And if you said, what's the number two thing? Uh, it would, For me personally, it would be sort of a toss-up between omega-3s and phosphatidylserine. Uh, I like both, okay? Uh, but I probably would go with omega-3s for the win just because they are anti-inflammatory across the entire system for the whole body. And you've got some great benefits. You know, I all of our athletes in our practice, we recommend that they take omega-3s daily because it helps to prevent concussions if they should happen to get hit in the head. Uh, we know the power of omega-3 uh, in the brain, and it definitely helps to, uh, there's some good studies that have shown that it will help reduce um, certain proteins that build up that cause the tangles in the brain that lead uh, to dementia. And so we know that that, that can definitely have a positive impact. So so basically, it matters. Uh, you can see a difference with your brain. Start with a clean diet. Uh, add a couple of the supplements in. 
and, you know, just keep a journal. Okay. Take a look at what is happening. Do I see an improvement or not? But most of the time people will say, oh yeah, my memory has improved. And that's probably the number one thing uh, that we see is just an improvement with memory, which means that the fog is clearing. Nobody likes foggy days, right? Uh, So I hope this has been helpful, and uh, thanks so much for plugging in and listening today. I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.